Uh, well, I, I, as I say, I hope I managed to excite you a little bit with the organic nature of the church, that wonderful discovery of the life of the body. Um, we, we love it. We want to see it. Uh, it's not a free-for-all. It's, it's organizational as well, but we want an appropriate wineskin that will allow this dynamic of the spirit to to be evident in our church life. I mean, it, for us at King's, um, you know, if anyone knows me, you'll know I, I, like, to do thi- I like to do things well. I, I, I don't like chaos. I like things to be, to, to, you know, and so we, we give attention to the way we do things. But, uh, you know, I think we, we, we're always not battling, but, but trying to, tr- to make sure that, that we, uh, we allow that space for the organic life of of the church. I think the other thing, very personally for me, it, it meant that in the dynamic of our team, and we, I, we've been in, I've been in team together with the guys, um, Toby and Marcus, and the guys for what, about nine years now, is it something like that? It actually meant that when it came to what we called the switch last year, um, where I didn't lead the team anymore, uh, it, 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 Toby now leads the team. It, it was it was very very easy. <laughs> Because uh, it, 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 it's not all about me. It's great. It's, it's, so, uh, you know, people come to me and say, well, was it difficult to switch? No, it's great. <laughs> I, I've loved it, the dynamic of it. And I, I love serving Toby on, uh, on his team in that whole dynamic of wanting to find that organizational uh, framework that allows the life of the church to really flow. And, and of course, it, in ter- getting that organizational relationship, uh, organizational thing right. It, it, it's built on relationships. And I remember Dave Devonish, I think it was sure Dave Devonish, it shocked me. This is going back a long time now. He, he said something like this. He said, don't, was it maybe, I think it was him, Dave, don't, don't use, don't allocate anything more than 40% of your time together as a team to um, Meetings and doing, you know, doing doing that leadership function. Don't, don't, a forty percent max. There's got to be other time for relationship and development of, of gifting and each other. And I remember thinking, because we, we used to spend way way back, you'd almost you'd almost spend a hundred percent of your time in that whole sort of uh, meeting dynamic of, of church life, and and recognizing that relationships take time, and that the whole model of Jesus walking and talking, he's got an urgent mission, but. Here, uh, the, the first step in his mission is imparting that dynamic of the Trinity into those around him. So, go walk. I'd be interested to know how you, how you'd answer that question. Well, let, let's throw it out. Give us some idea. How does your team develop the relationships that sustain it? Any great? What do you do? Email. Email. <laughs> You need a foil, don't you? <laughs> Shoot them out of the front row. <laughs> How do you... Yeah, come on, give me some... You could compensate for that one. I need some compensation. We eat together a lot. You eat together a lot. But I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, emailing, let me say, okay, it's part of communication. We'll come on to communication in a moment. Um, you eat together a lot. Okay, that's great. We like that. I love eating. That's really, in fact, kings. You know, we, we, yeah, we eat a lot, of, a lot of food together. It's it's fun. Good. Yeah, I like that. What else do you do? Sorry. Pray together. Sustaining the relationships that, that how do you do? How do you develop the relationships that sustain it? Give me some ideas of things that 
Any other creative things that you do together that strengthen your relationships? Crumbs, it's quiet, isn't it? Sorry? Meet with the wives, yeah. Great, yeah. Go away together. Yeah, we've done that for years. We, we take uh, with, 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 with our families as well. I mean, my kids don't come anymore. They don't, but um, with the, the, the younger team, they bring their children with them. We get into each other's lives. We, 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 it's, it's, it's a wonderful dynamic in church life. I, I want us to be creative because I, you know, look, look at what Jesus said. He went walking with them. And, and in that context, relationship begins to grow. You, you, you begin to you have conversations when you're, when, you're, when you're walking and fishing and sailing and doing those things. You begin to connect, you connect as people, not just as, as, as ministries. And uh, I'm sure many of you have heard Dave, Dave Holden's story when he, he flew out to the States for a meeting with John uh, Lanferman and his, his guys. And uh, to his surprise, that they went off in a boat for the day. And at the end of the day, um, Dave sort of said to John, well, uh, we, we, we haven't had a meeting yet. We've been in a boat all day or something. And John said, yeah, but didn't you spot? We, we, we covered this and we covered that and we covered that. And, and Dave was sharing it. You know, guys, we've got to be more creative in the way that we, we share life, the way that we invite each other into our lives. Um, because relationships sustain a team. Relationships are so, so key. And if we're looking for that relationship within the Trinity, wow, we're, we're way off. Of course, we want to, we, we, we want to interact with our li- lives, one, to, one, one, uh, one another, in the context of team. Um, the, the, the thing, okay, let's talk about the information. How, how, how is information distributed in your team? I guess most of you would say email or what other, you would use, you know, community church builders or city, those sort of things, right? Yeah, which is great. Communication is, is vital. Communication is, uh, it, it's, 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 the, it's the lifeblood, really, of, of uh, you know, relationships need, you need communication if you can have a relationship. Um, but it needs to be a quality of communication if it's going to be a good relationship, right? So that's why that second bit's there. How do you process the emotional responses to your communication? Because I might get an email from you, and it might be a bit, well, blow, and I, I need to talk about that with you, yeah? I always remember when I, when I was working with Graham, Graham got an email from someone, and it was a bit sharp, <laughs> and he sent back a, a one-word reply, ouch. <laughs> And I've always wanted to do that, guy. That was brilliant. I, I thought you, you, you know, it just sort of made the point. Hey, hang on, I'm a person at the end of your email, and, and uh, that hurt. And I, so, but I thought it was just so brilliant. Ouch! And that obviously would have provoked a conversation that needed to be talked about. Do you see what I'm saying? And sometimes don't just don't just think that because you've you've sent out an email or you've made people aware of things that you've communicated. Well, you have communicated, but you may not have communicated in a way that builds relationship and, and, and friendship. You need to know how people are responding to what you're communicating. Do you hear what I'm saying? And so, and you only do that when you're walking down the road and, and you, or, or something. And you say, do, do you know what? That email the other day kind of I have to just it, it, it got up my nose and it, it just it, it kind of hurt me a bit. You won't, you probably won't do that in an email. Do you understand what I'm saying, folks? If we care about our relationships, relate, we, we we're going to work at the, the way we communicate. Please, in in trying to be ultra efficient, don't just fire off an email and assume that the job of communication is done. You may have imparted information. But you, you probably haven't communicated life and relationship in there. Please be careful. Communication is not is part of the relationship process. 
when you, you, you don't need me to tell you, I can remember when I was courting and all those sort of things. We still do, of course. Conversation is, I mean, we just, we just love to talk and, and we, our relationship is dependent upon our talking. You know, we don't just stick post-it notes on the fridge and walk out, you know. That's, we, we, ex- we exchange thoughts and responses. Folks, that's a normal relationship. And I think some things that we think are relationships in our teams are not really relationships at all. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? And, and so I, I, please, in your zeal to be efficient and, and get the stuff done, please think a bit deeper about how you're communicating. Do you really know how people are responding? How, do you, does your team know how they're... You, you, they're yeah, how, how, do you know how your team are responding to the things that you're sending out? You'll only find out when you take time to, to walk, talk, travel together, sit down together, go sit in a hot tub together, whatever it is you do. Uh, I had a hot tub experience the other week. I loved it. I, I think we actually get... Toby, can we buy a hot tub for eldership development? I, it, it was great. It, I mean, we were saying it was about 10 o'clock at night, busy day, glass of wine in the hot tub. I mean, you know, I, I tell people my secrets at those moments. You know, we, you communicate deeply. <laughs> I'm going to get into trouble, all right? Oh, dear. Please don't, don't feed back to Angie too much. Um, you need to know how, how your, t- your team are feeling, right? It's important that you, you know, um, relationships relationship need nurture and care. Those are the kind of relationships we want, right? We don't just want kind of business associations. Our relationships need nurture and care. It's not wasting time to, to just to sit and muse and, and, and have fun together. That, that's vital. It's not a luxury. This is normal life. This is good relationships. And uh, if we don't talk about the way we are and our reactions to things, then uh, you, you, you could end up with a dangerous moment later on when you've, t- you've, you've totally failed to understand that you've missed what's going on in, in someone, else's, someone else's life. And it, uh, I'm, uh, sorry, Graham, a lot of illustrations are coming back to when we were together. I remember one time back in um, when, when we were working together, I remember Graham, he seemed a bit, he seemed a bit cheesed off at one stage. If you know Graham, he laughs a lot and it's wonderful. I love his humour. And I remember one, one time, he was a bit cheesed off. And I remember thinking, oh, have I done? What have I done? Have I, have I blown something? And, and, of course, we took time to talk. And it turned out that his problem was nothing to do with, with, with church life. He bought a Vauxhall Vectra. <laughs> <laughs> and it kept going wrong. And all the blooming instrument lights kept coming. It was really naffing him off. And so he was, so, oh, I understand now. So he'd come in a bit more trouble with the victory, you know. But I'm, I'm saying that because, you know, this may sound frivolous, but if we don't get inside each other's lives, we won't understand the reactions that are going on, and we might misread them. Do you understand? Do you get what I'm saying? This is, this is not a luxury. This is a quality of relationship that's life-giving, and that is fun, and that actually builds strong teams. Okay? So... Um, uh, where are we going on this? A few bullet points. Our teams should focus on results and relationship. Yes, of course we care about what we're doing together. That is important. But our relationships are equally important. Um, and we need to... This, this will affect how we use our time together and how we communicate. Communicate is, Communication is the lifeblood of, of trust. I think the second thing here, trust and transparency are vital. 
if our relationships, relationships are going to be strong and lasting. She trusts. We all say, yeah, trust is a good thing. But it doesn't just happen. You know that. Trust is earned and given. And, and, and so, therefore, we need, if, we want, if we want to develop relationships that are meaningful, we need to, uh, as, as leaders, actually, begin to trust uh, and trust others. I think that it is where leaders need to take, take the, the first step and, and make themselves vulnerable to those around them. As someone who's led it, who led the team uh, back at King's for many, many years, I, if I didn't start to be vulnerable and open and accountable with the team, there was no way that they would be. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I would go out of my way to make myself vulnerable. Guys, yeah, I, do you know what? Angie and I, we're, we're kind of struggling a bit at the moment. I, I would be open about my life or, or whatever it was going on. I, I, I think a team leader needs to model that and not try and be the big cheese who's got it all sorted. Because here's the thing. If you give off the vibes that you're sorted and don't need anyone, you will never build a team. Because people think, well, he doesn't need anyone. I'm not, you know, what's the, do you understand? If you are the all singing, all dancing, got everything sorted type of leader, you won't build an effective team. Okay? Because here's the third point. I believe leadership is actually an act of service to the team. It's not presiding over a team. Leadership is an act of service to a team. And you're setting the culture. And you're, you know, we believe in leadership. Of course we do. The gift of leadership but hey, it's an upside down deal in the kingdom of God. It's servant leadership. We're serving the team. So a team leader, he is not, he doesn't have a team to get the stuff done that he wants done. He's, he actually is, he, he, his leadership is an act of service to that team to, to, to encourage, to, to see the gift, to, to release the gift, to, to serve the team, to, make, to, 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 to build the relationships, to, to be vulnerable, and so on. It's upside-down leadership. It is servant leader leadership. So a leader's calling is to help the team clarify the God-given objectives and create the environment where gifts can flourish to fulfill that, uh, that goal together. So a good leader is going to make space for individuals and in that way, the leadership team will shift, uh, you know, as, as you see the gift in the room, right, when you're speaking about an issue relating to evangelism, then the guy with the evangelistic gift in the, in the room, release the, gift, release the gift to him. And similarly, the other thing, always be looking to release people in the team. It doesn't, it, 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 we mustn't be so insecure that we feel it's got to come through, through, through us. I want to, um, where have I got to? Oh, there we go. I don't quite know why I missed that. Um, so, um, uh, where was that? There we go. Never mind. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that, that, that's, you know, I, I, that's the whole, really, the culture of what I've been saying. I planted, Apollos watered, God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters anything, but God who gives the growth. And that book I recommended earlier on by D.A. Carson on uh, leadership in 1 Corinthians, it, it, it sets this stuff out. There's something I want to share as we come towards... Um, towards the end um, the honouring of one another in relationship is, 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 is hugely important um, I've recently been uh, I've been reading Danny Silk's book Culture of Honour Sustaining a Supernatural Environment who's read that book? has anyone read that book? Um, now um, uh, 
I, I, be, I, I believe that, that, uh, that Bethel, the guys at Bethel, have discovered something here that we would do well to, to, to recognize and draw on. And in this, in this book, um, um, uh, a culture, uh, culture of honor, sustaining a supernatural environment, um, really the, the, the idea being put forward is this, that, that giving honor actually release, it releases the life of God into a situation. It, 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 quote, it's an environment that attracts and hosts the presence of God, the honouring of one another, the preferring and honouring of one another. Another quote, the principle of honour states that accurately acknowledging who people are will position us to give them what they deserve and to receive the gift of who they are into our lives. Folks, there's something very powerful here as we begin to to honor the gifts in the body of Christ and 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 and, and, and uh, encourage them honor them see them released it brings the dynamic of the holy spirit into all that we're doing it, i mean it, it's what jesus said in matthew 10 isn't it um, you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet you'll have a prophet's reward we understand that principle don't we so we, you know, invite a prophetic ministry to, to, to come among us. We, 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 we honor the gift and we received the, the, the reward of a, a prophet's reward. We understand the principle that that releases the Holy Spirit among us. If we invite a ministry among us and we're sort of a bit, you know, guarded and mm, well, prove yourself and mm, it, it, it quenches the spirit. Well, the same principle applies right across the body of Christ. Give you another quote. Honor creates life giving and life promoting relationships. The key here is accurately acknowledging who people are. And we can only do this when we recognize their God given identities and roles. So this wonderful beginning to, to see the gift of God in one another and give honor to it. I mean, it's not very British, is it? We're a bit sort of. You know, well, well, um, we don't want people to get proud, do we? So, um, if I if if I were to say to to to, to Daniel here, Daniel, you, I believe you are, you know, you, you the gift of leadership is on you and created. If I if I build him up too much, he might get a bit proud, sort of thing. Do you understand that old English? Have you got any Brits in the room who understand what I'm talking about here? It's not very English, but you know, I think we don't have culture to be governed by what's English. We want it to be governed by what is biblical and this honouring of a gift. We shouldn't be afraid to say, do you know what, I, it, Mike, I, I, I love working in the context of your apostolic gifting. I do. I love it. I welcome it. And it's great. Is that, is that kind of wrong for me to say that? No, it's good. Because actually it starts to release, that, it gives him a, a, a liberty. That it, it kind of uh, it releases the Holy Spirit to come and, 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 and propel that gift some more. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it's, it's I've got another, another, another quote here. In a culture of honour, leaders lead with honour by courageously treating people according to the names that God gives them. Leaders also acknowledge their interdependence on the diverse anointings God has distributed among his leadership and their design for functioning as a team. That creates 
a funnel from heaven to earth. This is getting very exciting. I'm getting excited about this. This, do you see the idea that actually this this culture of of, 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 of honor, leading with, with with this culture of honor, you treat people according to their God-given names, according to their to, to interdependence on the diverse anointings God has given. And as these things come together, it starts to act like a, a funnel bringing the presence of God into all that we're doing. So when we start to acknowledge the, the apostle and the prophet and the teacher and, 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 and the evangelist, and we start to, 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 to honor the giftings, it releases the Holy Spirit in, into, in, into the life of the, uh, of the church or, or whatever we are together. Do you understand what I'm saying? It, it releases the presence of God. I want that, don't you? I want that. The clear fruit of establishing a culture of honour is that the resurrection life of God begins to flow. It doesn't mean that we, we're just very nice to each other and we don't have accountability. It doesn't mean that at all. We've got such a re- strength of relationships. We're very open with each other and we help each other. We keep each other safe. But by honouring the gifting, by honouring one another, by honouring, even when the gift is e- embryonic, it's, a very, it's just a tender shoot that's coming through in, 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 in people around us. If we encourage the gift and honour the gift, it, it actually causes it to flourish and it causes the Holy Spirit to be released in the life of the church. Do you, do you understand? I, I feel the guys in Bethel have, have discovered something here that is very special. It's the opposite of a, of a competing culture. It's an honouring culture. It's a culture that loves to see others doing well. It's a culture that loves to see the gift of God in others. <laughs> it's a culture that's not afraid to, to speak over people what, who they are in God. We're not very good at that as English people, but I, I'm learning. I want to learn that more, to, to, to speak open and often about the gift of God that I see in others because I believe it creates an environment where, that, that pleases the heart of God and releases the Holy Spirit among us. Do, do, do you get what I'm saying? So go, Danny Stuck goes on to talk about this funnel from heaven, explaining that the funnel is this coming together of the gifts that Jesus has given for building of the church. I mean, it's obvious, really, isn't it? You're starting with the fivefold ministry in Ephesians 4, that when these gifts are honoured and put in place, it, it, it brings, it's for the building of the church. It brings anointing to build the church. Yeah? And heaven begins to invade earth this wonderful funnel god work begins to to work through these 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 diverse gifts that are given to to, to one another there's there's no individualism going on here there's a wonderful coming together in unity and humility under the headship of christ that we 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 submit our gifts to one another we recognize the gift in one another we honor the gift in one another and god comes god comes Honour is the hardware that bolts all this plumbing together, quote. This funnel is actually a network of relationships, relationships in which the flow I'm describing only continues 
as we learn to recognize these God-given roles and anointings. And we release people to operate in them. And we receive what they have to give. This requires an honoring attitude that says, you have something that I don't have and I need what you have. Do you get it? And he releases the Holy Spirit among us. I'm going to find this a bit tricky to, to talk about. But folks, in the honoring, this culture of honor, honor, I think, has fallen on hard times in our culture. We're, we're, in, our, in, in the culture we're living in, we're, for some reason, Brits are quick to, to try and knock down. I don't quite know what that is in our history, but we, I, we seem to like to, to, you know, knock people down when they're, when they're, when they're, when they're, when they're up. And, and, and independence is worshipped. And, and I believe that God's calling us to, to be something quite radical and beautiful in the context of his church where there is honour, the giving of honour, the receiving of one another. We're not, we're, we're, we're not quick to criticise and put down, but we're quick to encourage and lift up. I think if we, as we begin to do that, I honestly believe, I, I just feel, I feel God will own and uh, pour out his spirit upon what we do together in a, in a very wonderful way. When we start to, to live like this. We get out of the box-ticking, competitive nonsense and start to honour one another, lift one another up, find our place in this wonderful relationship-built body that allows the Holy Spirit to flow. There's a... I don't know if you... The, 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 quite an interesting word in... Um, in Scripture, this whole thing of the, the, the it came up earlier this morning, the the bond of the spirit. The, uh, the, the this, it's a very interesting word. It's um, uh, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit, the bond of peace. Ephesians four three. Um, it's exactly the same word that in Colossians two nineteen when it speaks about the body nourished and nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments. Same word. Um, uh, it's the same Greek word. It means to, to shackle, ligament, join. And it's something that binds us very strongly together. And Colossians 3 tells us that this is, this is love. Above all, put on love, which binds us together, everything together, in perfect harmony. Love, this, this honoring and loving and, and, and receiving of one another is the ligament. It's the, it's, it's, it's the, it's the shackle that, 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 that binds us together, the, the, the ligament that holds the body together, that causes the body to work and, and become active and, and vibrant. It's this, this, this wonderful, I think, I believe, this, this, this culture of honoring and loving and building up that, 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 that so often is, is foreign to us in our competitive and uh, individualistic culture that, that 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 we that we live in so in 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 short it's it's servant ministry finding our place getting into those relationships honoring one another let me give a just a few things as i as i close how do we begin to capture this culture of honor well number one be quick to recognize and express that you can't do everything number two believe passionately in team not just as a means of getting things done, but as a potential funnel of the Holy Spirit life. That God will presence himself through us. And number three, be
Be convinced that God cares as much about your relationships within a team as about what you do. That your love for one another is the ligament that holds you together. Number four, honour the apostolic and prophetic in the forming of your teams, especially think of eldership uh, teams. It, bring the, let's bring the, 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 those giftings in, honour those gifts and you'll receive the reward that those gifts will, will give. Number five, assign quality time to build relationships, doing ordinary, unrushed things. Get into one another's lives. This is not a luxury. It's not just a nice thing. This is, this is vital. This is the model, the wineskin that I think God wants us to have. Number six, set the culture of honour by openness and being vulnerable yourself. It'll build trust. We don't have any no-go areas. We want to be those who have... Very easy to speak about about um, uh, our own lives. And then lastly, be quick to recognise and encourage the gift of others. Slow to criticise. Speaking out often to affirm God-given gifts. Outlawing any spirit of competitiveness. That's all I've got to say. I believe God has spoken to us right through today in terms of the kind of culture that he wants us to have. I feel, I feel quite excited, actually, about where we are in our trajectory together. I think God wants to create a culture among us that uh, is, is, is very special. Very special. And I think, I don't know what time we're doing what, but I think it'd be good to just invite the Holy Spirit to come. We can break. We can in a moment move into. We can get into our teams a bit later. But first of all, I wonder whether we can just. Um, I just want to give this next this next time over to the Holy Spirit to come. And I don't know about you. I just sense the Holy Spirit here with us quite powerfully. And I, I don't quite know what to do next. So I'm looking to the prophets among us to come and help because I'm sort of. Hey, that's easy, isn't it? I don't know what to do because my gifting kind of, well, you know, it's me. And there's other gifts in the room and we, we need them. And, and, and that brings the life of the Spirit. And I think, the life, I think God wants to pour out his Spirit on us this afternoon. <laughs> and uh, so, hey, can we, can, we, can we stand together? And uh, I'm going to shut up in a minute, but I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit to come and to... Oh, God... Let's 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 reach out. Let's invite the Holy Spirit and, and prophets among us. You be ready, Lord. Lord, we love understatement. We love what you do. Oh God, Lord, we love this calling that you've put upon us. We love this wonderful diversity, Lord, that we're we're living in. We we love the the body that we're part of, and and. We want to invite you, Holy Spirit, to come now and invade our, our life together. You'd be taking loads off shoulders for some people. Whew. I think God wants to, there's some of you, you've been carrying stuff and, and you're, it's weighing you down and, and God wants to just lift some loads off, off you. 
there's, there's others that God just wants to say, do you know what? I, I, I so love you the way that I've made you and stop doing yourself down. Stop, stop trying to be anybody else. I, I want you to be the one that I've made you. And above all, do you know, I feel God just wants us to minister to one another and to, to affirm the gift of God in one another and allow the Holy Spirit to come. So that's me done, really. <laughs> Lord, Lord, would you come? Would you come and move among us now? Would you come and minister deeply into our hearts? Lord, release the prophets among us to, to speak, to help, to bless us. Thank you, Lord. 